Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Monter for the workday afternoon. Today on Health Suites, we talk about Parkinson's disease. In Parkinson's disease, certain nerve cells in the brain gradually break down or die. When dopamine levels decrease, it causes abnormal brain activity, leading to symptoms of Parkinson's disease. According to the Mayo Clinic, the cause of Parkinson's disease as of June 2018 is unknown. But they do know that several factors appear to play a role. I'll be speaking with highly respected neurologist Dr. N. Veena Ramani, specialist in neurology and consultant of Raffles Neuroscience Center, to answer the question, could Parkinson's disease happen to me? Coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. On the phone with me today, Dr. N.V. Romani, specialist in neurology and consultant at Raffles Neuroscience Center. Doctor, welcome to the show. Hi, Clarissa. Thank you very much for having me on your show. It is absolutely my pleasure. Now, I start at the beginning. Let's get an understanding of this disease. Why is dopamine so important to us or how important is it to us? Dopamine is a very important chemical uh, for the nervous system to function. It acts as a signal where one cell can talk to another. So that function is called a neurotransmitter that allows cells in the nervous system to communicate among themselves. Another function of dopamine is a pleasure hormone. So when we go for a run, our levels are high, we get very happy and and satiated. So dopamine has two main functions. One is a neurotransmitter, the other is a a pleasure hormone as well. All right. And you'll forgive me for asking, but if it's important to our health, is there a pill for us? Because everything is, is a pill these days. Is there a vitamin or prescription of some kind that we can take to replenish the lost dopamine? Well, generally the body is a system where it keeps making and breaking down its own dopamine. These cells are deep in the brain and other parts of the nervous system. So there's an ongoing process how the cells make their own dopamine. If you take more of food that may contain dopamine-like substances, the body will just break it down in its natural way. Certain medicines do contain a precursor of dopamine, which the body converts into dopamine in special brain cells. And therefore, taking these other vitamins and other foods will probably not raise dopamine really very much, unfortunately. Okay, so there is no quick fix to this problem. Uh, I'm afraid not. <laughs> no, not with food, at least. Right, okay, let's, let's talk about Parkinson's disease. Who is at risk and is there a greater risk between the genders, do men or women have it more or is, is there no difference? Well, uh, studies have shown that Parkinson's is, it, as you said earlier, a degenerative condition. Mm-hmm. So as one gets a bit older, the risk does go up. There was a study in Singapore a couple of years ago that showed that above the age of 50, three out of a thousand were having Parkinson's disease. And it was higher as the person were older in age. Mm-hmm. So clearly age is a major risk factor, usually above 50 years old. 
Secondly, yes, you're right, men have a high risk than women. We don't really know why, but maybe the estrogen that women have, which protects them from heart disease, may be the reason why they have less Parkinson's. We don't know for sure, but that's a possible explanation. So getting older and being a male, uh, which is me, would put me at higher risk than someone like yourself. I have other medical things to look forward to as I get older (laughs) as a woman. All right, now, in, in preparing for this interview, I looked at early warning signs, and I have to admit, some of those early warning signs that were listed, at least on the net, look like a lot of different things. You know, sleeping problems, a loss of smell, they could be indicative of a lot of different medical conditions. So... What are we looking out for if we are ourselves concerned that maybe we might have Parkinson's disease? Yes, I must agree. The other symptoms you mentioned are common to many other illnesses and maybe none at all. Mm-hmm. Like lack of sleeping can be due to stress, maybe due to uh, anger and other things. Loss of smell can occur because of a simple flu episode. The main Parkinson's symptoms are tremors at rest, difficulty in moving quickly, and stiffness of the body. So one has any of these symptoms, tremors at rest, stiffness in the limbs, and difficulty moving, it could be Parkinson's. I'll advise those who have any of these symptoms not to self-diagnose, but just pop by to your nearby uh, friendly neighborhood family doctor, let him or her take a look at you and examine for the signs of Parkinson's. Is there a test? Uh, There is no specific blood test for this condition. Some research centers do provide uh, very special dopamine scans for the brain, but these are largely in the research arena. Right now, Parkinson's is a clinical diagnosis based on the symptoms which the patient tells the doctor and the signs they have. Like I said earlier, it'll be tremors, stiffness, and uh, and, uh, slowness of moving. Some also have imbalance in walking. They tend to fall backwards. And these features are common in Parkinson's disease. All right. We're speaking with Dr. N.V. Romani, specialist in neurology and consultant of Raffles Neuroscience Centre. Now, I started asking this question earlier. Is there a pill or a prescription that we can take to replace dopamine levels? I'm also wondering, are there foods that we can avoid, lifestyle adjustments that we can make that will protect ourselves from the onset of Parkinson's disease as we age? I wish it was a, there was a simple answer to this. I'm afraid the answer is no. But a long, long time ago, some chaps in the U.S. were giving themselves injection of a synthetic drug called MPTP, mm-hmm. and they developed Parkinson's-like features. So certain of these illicit drugs can sadly bring on a Parkinson's-like syndrome, but I think in Singapore, that's not widely not done at all, so that's not a problem here. So for us, there's no specific food to take or not to take, or lifestyle things to do or not to do. Now, here is the uh, problem. Studies have shown that smokers have a lower risk of having Parkinson's. But I wouldn't advise them to take up smoking to prevent Parkinson's disease, but it has been found that that is the only thing that smoking may have a small benefit for. But that's greatly outweighed by the risk of lung cancer and cancer in other parts of the body, stroke, heart disease. So please do not smoke to prevent Parkinson's because you'll die from something else much more catastrophic and much more terrible. We hear you loud and clear on that one, Doctor. (laughs) Singapore has an ageing population. Does that mean that we're going to be seeing a, a steady rise in cases of Parkinson's disease in the future? 
Yes, I think the diagnosis will be more made because there are more people getting older and more will develop the symptoms. But fortunately, with the medications available, the symptoms may be reduced significantly. So it may not be obvious that someone has Parkinson's when you walk around the street. But you're right, with the aging population, we certainly will see more of patients with Parkinson's disease, not because of aging, but because of better diagnosis. But better treatment, I think, will be fairly functional and may not be obvious to the uh, casual looker. Okay, there's no test, but is there a possibility that we could already have early onset of Parkinson's disease without even realizing it? Yes, that is true. Maybe mild tremor, mild stiffness. We may put it aside as having, oh, I'm a bit older, I'm a bit achy from exercise. Certainly it is true that one could have some minor symptoms, but we take a step back. The medicines for Parkinson's do not cure the illness. They improve the symptoms only. So when we see a patient and we make a diagnosis, we mention this to them that we can diagnose the illness clinically, but we will not start therapy unless the illness is very disabling to the patient or the family. Because these medicines will help the dopamine to be replenished or to uh, do the work that dopamine does. It doesn't cure the illness. And medicine means once or twice, even more times a day, which can be uh, troublesome when they have other medicines to take as well. So for Parkinson's, we do not treat unless the symptoms are troublesome enough to the patient to affect the quality of life. At which point does it become troublesome? Each patient has his own threshold. Some would say, well, I can't swing the golf club as well. Or I oh, can't that would run. be terrible uh, yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I can't run as fast, or I can't make a quick turn. So each one has different thresholds. So it all depends on the patient and the family where they find that, well, the symptoms are becoming quite difficult. I can't write as easily as I used to. I, I can't move as fast. I can't do my piano playing. Uh, then it becomes important to the patient and the family that at this point, I need some help to try to make me better. So we do not routinely treat all patients. We follow them up close and start treatment only when they feel they're troubled enough. Because once we start, of course, you can always stop it if the person doesn't like the medication. But once we start, the illness will slowly over time get slowly a bit worse. Mm -hmm. So they may need slowly increased doses of medications. Other, more than one may be needed to improve the symptoms. Well, I'm telling you now, doctor, if uh, it, it affects my ability to play golf, I'm coming to see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... My understanding is there is no cure. Yes. But are there things that we can do? Do the, medic, do, do the medications that you were referring to reverse the effects, slow down the effects? Mm -hmm. Well, they don't really change the disease process. What mm -hmm. they do is they reduce the symptoms. So right. these medicines may improve, like I said, the amount of dopamine right in, deep in the brain or do the job of dopamine or reduce the natural breakdown of dopamine. So finally, more is available. So they will improve the symptoms, but the illness will, I'm afraid, still progress at a slow pace over many years. Right. Okay. That's, that's not good news. I'm afraid no, the good news is it can be treated and ah, the symptoms okay. can be improved. So there is some good news to it. So one thinks one has Parkinson's, see your doctor, and I'm sure they'll help and to treat you immediately or refer to a specialist who can to make the symptoms much more tolerable and return to a more normal quality of life. All right. So we're speaking with Dr. N.V. Ramani, specialist in neurology and consultant of Raffles Neuroscience Center. Is there a link between Parkinson's disease and dementia? A link to a small extent, yes. In very advanced Parkinson's, they can develop dementia in very advanced stages. 
But there is a Parkinson variant called Lewy body disease, where these Lewy bodies are certain deposits deep in the all over the brain, and in that illness, the Parkinson's and the dementia tend to come together. In this illness, there is less of the tremor, but the other features are there, and dementia occurs early in this illness. So generally. Parkinson's dementia is uncommon, except in very late Parkinson's. In a small group of Parkinson's-like illnesses, they have Lewy body disease. So it's not that common, but it is, it is possible to have both at the same time. Yes, that's correct. Uncommon. Are, uh, but are they lottery odds? Generally, it is small. <laughs> yeah, it is just very small. Yes, Parkinson's is not due to genes generally. It's just due to the aging process. We can't predict exactly who will or won't get it. So like buying lottery, well, that's a way of looking at it. I must agree, it's unusual, but yes, for sure. Okay, now, a lot of us know about Parkinson's because there was a famous actor who had it very, very young. Yes. But we don't know very much about it beyond that. We know the name, we know that it's a degenerative disease. Yes. But if someone in your family has Parkinson's, for the caregivers of that someone, does a sufferer of the disease eventually experience a personality change? Yes, the changes are not to the illness alone all the time. Often, the, when the person realizes Parkinson's, they may get a bit anxious, they may get depressed or even angry, because now here they are very well, the mind is working well, but the body can't respond as quickly because they are stiff. Or the hand is shaking and they can't control the, the, those tremors. So the frustration from knowing their Parkinson's, knowing it may over time slowly get a bit worse, can make them frustrated, angry and cause this sort of changes. When they, if they ever develop dementia in the very late stage, that itself will cause a personality change. Right, I see. So it's, it's more emotionally driven from the frustration is what you're saying? I would think so, yes. Okay, now let's get down to the hard question here, doctor. What is life expectancy mm. of someone diagnosed with Parkinson's mm. disease? Well, the illness will progress slowly over time. I'm afraid in the very late stages, they can't walk, be in a wheelchair, and finally may get bed-bound. For those who are lying in the bed, they're at risk of having complications of being a bedridden patient, which can include infections in the lungs or the, or the urine, uh, skin breakdown, and other illnesses from prolonged lying in the bed. Studies have shown that in the old days, lifespan was reduced by up to 10 to 20 years. But things have changed a lot more recently. It is felt it's probably much less of a loss of life because medications are making patients much more mobile, much more active, and that was probably not as bad as it was in uh, in, the, in the old times. So yes, lifespan is reduced, and once they get bed bound, the medicines may not work. Mm -hmm. But generally, with adequate medication, the life of quality of life can be pretty good despite having the illness called Parkinson's disease. Okay, so with medical advancements, it is not a death sentence? Oh, it is not. Okay, that's good news. That's not so bad. <laughs> Before I let you go, in summary, because I started the interview by saying, by asking the question, mm -hmm. could Parkinson's disease happen to me? To you? Unlikely. You're a young lady, so that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. But yes, anyone, as they get a bit older, is at risk of having Parkinson's. and They are male at higher risk too, but overall the risk is generally small. Like I said, three out of a thousand people above 50 have Parkinson's disease. So I would suggest people not to worry about getting Parkinson's. Lead a healthy life, eat healthy food, be exercised regularly, wear a mask for the time being at least. And if one has Parkinson's-like symptoms, just go by and see your GP for a check, and they can then advise what the next step will be.
Okay, we've been speaking with Dr. N. V. Romani, specialist in neurology and consultant of Raffles Neuroscience Centre. In my attempt to get some answers to the question, can I have Parkinson's? Dr. Romani, thank you so much for the time and, and the clarity. You certainly answered some questions and gave us some answers that that made me feel better anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's lovely talking with you and speaking to your audience. Thank you again. I'm Clarissa Montero for Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.